Boca Mamas is a candid conversation with two moms of color about race, culture, justice, and social change. We believe that there is power and value when a variety of voices come together to have this very important conversation. So no matter what your background or experience may be, there's a place for you at Mocha Mamas. All we ask is that you come ready to learn and that you always respect others. So what are we waiting for? Let's start the conversation. So today we're going to dive into a conversation about representation and I'm really excited I don't know about you Christy but I'm really excited to talk about this topic and yeah uh, yeah (laughs) and just because I know I have a lot of thoughts on it and just growing up experiences with uh, lack of representation Mm -hmm. and so um, I would just I just really excited to talk about this and what it means and why it's important to have representation. So uh, I know the other day I sent you a trailer to a new Netflix. I believe it's Netflix. Oh, that's terrible that I, I believe it's Netflix, right? Uh, Original show that's coming out and it's called Diary of a Future President. I know I sent that to you. Um, And I wanted to open up by talking about that trailer. And if you've not seen the trailers for that, you're listening and, or, or by now, by the time this episode is out, the show will actually should be on, should be out um, and streaming. And so it's, um, if you haven't heard of it, look it up. And it's about a, um, a president of the United States who is a Latina woman. And, um, she's the trailer starts with her you know she's in the white house and um comes across her diary and so then it goes back so the show goes back to when she was a little girl that's why it's called diary of a future president and um i don't know i want to hear your thoughts on it or uh, your first impressions christy but for me i actually teared up watching that (laughs) um and it's i sound so silly and i'm really excited to see it and I mean, I don't know what it's going to turn out to be, if it's more of a kid's show or if it's a family show and everyone can enjoy it. I'm not exactly sure, but um, I just, I start, I found myself getting emotional watching Aww. it because <laughs> I thought about how, you know, when I was, I never saw anything like that when I was mm-hmm. a kid. Yeah. I think about all these little girls that are going to see someone that looks like them and whether they are Latino or not just you know any girl of color sees a woman of color playing the president you know not yeah not even not even just being on a tv show but that she's like playing the president I just think that's so awesome and I really it's kind of I don't know why it could be because I'm old and my hormones are crazy now, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm much more emotional. I'm a lot more sentimental and emotional than I've ever been since being a mom. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm the same way. <laughs> well, I thought it was really, really um, empowering, like, like you were saying, to see a Latina woman as a president and not just like any other type of character Mm -hmm. so I'm really excited to see it as well I think it's actually going to be on Disney plus oh you're Uh, right oh my goodness that's so terrible (laughs) you're right it's Disney plus I didn't have my notes open 
Yeah, so that's really good. I thought, you know, Disney itself as a company has tried to be a little bit more inclusive and more diverse over the past few years. So I thought that was a really smart move. And um, I'm excited to see it. I think it'll be really great. It kind of reminds me of Malcolm in the Middle as far as like it being kind of like in between like a family and a kid show type of thing. That's the kind of feel I got from it. Yeah. Yeah, I know of that show. I never really watched it, but I never really watched it either. But <laughs> but yeah, I I mean I think I've <laughs> I think I've seen an episode here and there. But yeah, so I do know what you mean though. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to watch it. And yes, oh my goodness, I feel so see mom brain. I feel so dumb that I I have it written right here in the notes too. <laughs> so I need to look at oh my yeah <laughs> coming on Disney Plus. So um. <laughs> Yeah, and and again, I believe by the time this episode comes out, it will already be out because it just comes out in a few days now. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so I would love to know to hear a little bit from you, Christy, about the subject of representation, and um, I assume because I know we're kind of ish. I think you're a few years younger than me, but even now representation is lacking. So I'm sure as you were growing up representation, it was the same as what I grew up with. Um, So how did that affect you? Like having a lack of representation or did it, do you feel like it affected you in any way? Well, I think it did in in, um, some aspects. I mean, of course there were like shows and movies that did have, you know, other black people, but I couldn't really identify with a lot of those things. Like when I was thinking back, actually, I was kind of like looking up, like I couldn't really remember, like what are some movies that I might've watched back in those days, like in the nineties or whatever. But it was like nothing that really stood out to me. Like, oh, I can identify with this particular type of movie. Now I'm sure other people might have like, but I didn't. And so like even shows, and maybe as I was older, like in middle school, maybe high school, like, you know, like that's so Raven and stuff like that, where mm-hmm. it has, you know, black people on them, but nothing that um, I could say, okay, this really represents me or the life that I live or something like, you know, in that regard. And even when I was like really, really small, I remember I wanted this doll. It was kind of like a, what, a buddy doll, I think it was called. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, <laughs> but, my buddy? Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. And I could sing um, a song for you, but I, I won't. <laughs> and she was like a little, the one that I wanted, she was a black girl. She had these two little pigtails on the side. And my mom was like trying to find this doll. Of course, she could not find this doll anywhere. And I was like, what I really, really wanted. So she got me this other doll. Um, in place of this one in the meantime I guess until she could find one that I really actually wanted but it had like uh, nappy hair <laughs> and it was ugly mm-hmm. and um, I was like oh I really don't want this dog like, I felt sad because it wasn't this pretty as in my eyes at that time this pretty what I deemed as being pretty and um you know, it took my mom to tell me, hey, this doll is just as beautiful as any other doll. But I didn't really know that because I didn't feel pretty. Like my mom had to straighten my hair every weekend mm. because it was so, you know, mm-hmm. not it wasn't what people deemed as pretty hair. And um, so I think about little things like that, like, you know, just being at school and 
no one around me really looked like me until I was older. Um, even like in my elementary years, I didn't, I was the only like black girl in a lot of my classes because of where we grew up. And so I didn't really have that representation um, in my younger years. And I kind of also have had that feeling come back up with my own kids. Like, I don't know if you um, know this show, but on Disney, uh, it was a cartoon, Doc McSuffins. Do you remember that show or when it came yes. out? Yes, yes. I don't know if I remember. My that, I do, I do daughter loved Doc McStuffins. Like she was like the best mm-hmm. cartoon on TV for her at that time. So I, I I remember that feeling of finding something that you could like, oh, wow, this is so cool because this could be me. And so um, for me, that was like, um, what is that show? Uh, Moesha. I don't know if you remember that show or not, but I was a little bit older when that came on. And so, you know, just seeing a normal black girl on TV was that same feeling for me that my daughter got when Dr. Stephens came on TV. <laughs> but in my personal life, I didn't really have that representation um, until I got older, I guess. Yeah, same. I mean, totally same for me. I know um, I like Doc McStuffins. I think it's still on. It's still yeah, it does. And, <laughs> it is. Uh, and uh, but my son had, you know, uh, he loves the show Little Einsteins, and oh, most yeah. of the kids are white, but they have one little brown boy on there. And a couple of years ago, not this past Halloween, but the one before that, he wanted to be Quincy from Little <laughs> Einsteins, and it was so cute. I just oh. love that picture. And uh, my sister helped me do his outfit. It came out really good. And and he always would say, I love Quincy. He looks like me, huh, Mom? He looks like me. And yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> how I felt. Oh, because I didn't have that. And mm. and it's still, uh, it's still, it's hard. It's, it's surprising how it's still hard to come by. Like, um, I have to be very selective with books and things that I, oh, I, I have to be purposeful about buying things that represent that my son can see himself identified in, but just to know that he has that because I never had that. Like I said, and there were some shows, even as you were talking, you know, Moesha and I thought about sister, sister, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Tia and Tamara, like, but also like I'm not black you know so yeah, I, I right. did see I did see some here and there not very many but some right. some yeah. mostly black girls right um but even then it wasn't very much so I for me I I realized that I was very affected by represent or the lack of representation yeah and um, you know, I think back to some of the shows I like, but this one probably, I don't know if you watch this one, because again, you're a little younger than me, but Saved by the Bell was like my, I love that show. Oh. And um, they had, you know, you, you look at the show and you think, oh, well, they had representation. They right. had a black girl, Lisa Turtle. They had whatever. I, I don't know what Mario Lopez was supposed to be on that show <laughs> I always thought he was more like Italian or something but I don't know they never really said yeah, like, yeah. what his you know what his background was um ethnically on the show um but so you had those two and that was and so people could look at it and think like oh that's diverse but from the lens of a little brown girl mm-hmm. like yeah there was a brown girl on there but 
the geek was like in love with her and that's the only you know she didn't get ac slater or zach morris Mm -hmm. or you know she got the nerd after her and who got the cute guys right was Mm -hmm. kelly kapowski and jesse whatever um and so for me and and again i think it's important that people realize this it's not just about having diversity and having different people different colors on a screen or on a on a tv show on a movie but it's about inclusion you know inclusion is more it's like they should all be having the same type of experiences the white girl shouldn't be the one the only one experiencing all the hot guys liking Mm -hmm. her you know the black girl should experience that too and uh, why didn't they put Lisa Turtle with Zach Morris, you know, um, yeah. and it and it makes me wonder, like, if that character was played by a white girl, would she have maybe dated? And I think there is an episode. I, it's not that I remember all this. I looked it up, but oh, um, like, girl, you got a good memory. I, I'm a good memory. No, <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, I looked it up. And there and in uh there is one episode where I think I think it's with they have Lisa and Zach go on a date or something like that. But they didn't date. It wasn't like a relationship type of right. thing. And again, yeah. it was like, and she was kind of quirky. Her, I I don't know. So like for me, I look back and I and I see even in most instances instances even the times that I there was you know a brown girl that I could see on a screen or whatever, she wasn't having the same experiences as the white girls. And, mm-hmm. and for me, that very much translated into my life and what I just like, that's always what I saw. That's what I saw in books. That's what I saw on TV and movies. Right. And so for me, it was always like, I just always had this expectation. The boy that I like is going to like the white girl. If there's, if there's not a white girl around, then maybe he'll like me. But if there's a white girl, then of course he's going to like her. Yeah, definitely. I and I can actually um, understand that. Even like when I was in high school, I went to a very small private Christian high school. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there weren't that many of us as far as diversity is concerned. Um, there were a few black people, a few, you know, Latinos, Latinas, and there was maybe a handful of like Asians, but everyone else was obviously white. Um, and there was this one guy I really, really liked who <laughs> was on the basketball team. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, I mean, I liked him and I was a cheerleader and I was the only black girl who was a cheerleader. Everyone else was white. And um, uh, I would, you know, for a go- of course, you know, I was like 16. So <clears throat> But he was absolutely more interested in the white girls or um, if, if, if there were other girls who black girls who also liked him, but he wouldn't talk to any of them. It was only the white girls like a lot of I would say maybe like half the team dated the white girls. <laughs> no one dated the black girls in, in the wow. school that I went to. So we just, you know, I, I never tried after that. I was just like, okay, well, I know where that's mm. going to go. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's totally how, yeah, that's exactly how I felt. Like, okay, well, and it, I don't know how, um, if you've, I don't know if it affected you to the point of 
wishing that you were white. I know some people have that experience. I know for me, I never had that. It wasn't that like, oh, I wish I was white. It was just this unspoken thing that I knew from my environment, you know, from culture, from movies, to everything that makes up culture. It was this unspoken thing that I knew that being a white girl was better than being a brown girl. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't that I wish I was white or, and I do know I, I, I have some people very close to me who experienced that, who wished that they were white. I didn't yeah. ever, I, I don't ever recall feeling that way. Like, oh, I wish I had blonde hair and blue eyes. And I never felt that way, but I just knew that uh, under deep down, I just knew that I wasn't seen as, as good as white girls. Right. Yeah. Definitely. So do, is that how felt, you felt yeah. more so? Right. Yeah, definitely. And like, um, just that certain things I wouldn't be able to have because I wasn't white. Mm-hmm. or places I wouldn't be able to go. I, I specifically remember um, in one of my science classes and um, I wanted to be a, a, a physician's assistant. That was my goal then uh, mm-hmm. when I was in high school. And um, I remember my teacher saying, saying to me, oh, you know, that's such a, a big goal for you. Wow. And I remember like, what what do you mean? And she was just like, well, I think you should maybe, maybe think about maybe being a nurse or a medical assistant because it'll be very hard for you to become a physician's assistant. And I remember other girls in the class, you know, us we were all sharing what we wanted to be. And she didn't say those things to the other girls. So I remember feeling like, oh, well, it must be because I'm not white, that she doesn't think that I can do this. And she was a white teacher. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I definitely experienced that in a, I don't know that I ever had somebody say something like that to me, but growing up, I loved theater. I loved Mm -hmm musical theater I loved wow. singing and and so I wanted to like my deep down dream was you know I live in California so it's not like going across right. the country but was mm-hmm. to go to Hollywood when I when I um graduated high school or whatever and try to make it out there but I just I just knew that I would I never even tried and now I hear not that I believe that was my that was my destiny anyway but you know now it's it's not like I'm I don't I don't experience I have a tinge of sadness but not in the sense of I miss my life's calling I don't know if that makes sense right, but yeah. I have a sadness for that young girl that didn't believe that she could do something like that and yeah. um and I you know and I hear stories of other of women of color and there's not very many that are in my age bracket who did do that and did believe that and went out and did it and I just think like man that's so awesome because I because I know that there had to have been a part of that there had to have been doubt in them either either their own self-doubt or by Mm -hmm. some by other people because I know for me it was like Inez nobody looks like you like no one 
you're not going to be on the TV screen, you know, like you're not going to yeah. be in a movie. You're yeah. not going to. And so, um, so yeah, I definitely experienced that on, um, there were limitations on what a little Brown girl could be. Mm-hmm. And I think that there still are limitations on that. And, yeah. and that's why it's so important that we talk about representation and that we advocate for representation Um a while back, I had read a quote from America Ferreira, and it was, I believe it was an excerpt of a speech that she had given. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually have, it was kind of long, so I have a portion of it. But again, she's talking about representation. And so she says, it is how most of us learn what is possible for us what our place in the world is. And too often we have to spend so many years unlearning what culture has taught us about who we, who we are or ought to be, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be that way. We can change that. Every single one of us, we can leave the next generation with a better reflection of their innate worth and their inherent power simply by claiming and living our, in our own power. That's nice. Yes. I love that. And it's so it's so true. I le- and I believe it's that first part that I saw in a quote that representation teaches us. Uh, I think I'm paraphrasing it now, but <laughs> it shows us what is possible. Yeah, and right, so exactly. seeing no having a black physician's assistant shows a little girl that yeah it's possible for that, and I think it's super important. There's one other thing that I want to touch on before we go. Um, I know that you and you have seen this video as well. And I, there, there was a video that a friend sent to me of a little white girl. (laughs) I already know what you're talking about. (laughs) You know what I'm going to say? Oh, it's a little white girl opening a gift. I don't know if it's Christmas or whatever. She's opening a gift and it's a black doll. And this little girl's reaction was, she was like, she was screaming as if she was being, it was crazy the way that Mm -hmm. she was screaming, like she was being hurt or tortured or something. And so uh, it was crazy. And then the parents were laughing. I still don't understand that. I don't. And so I had two, there were two separate thoughts that I had on that. Number one, the little girl's reaction was very disturbing. And now I know that kids, especially uh, if you're not exposed to people of color, and I know that kids can have reactions like that. And so it was disturbing to me. And I want to touch on that. But and how parents can help in that. But the parents reaction really, really made me mad. Yeah, it was a total joke to them. And I felt really almost heartbroken because I it, it was unfathomable to me that someone out there acts and thinks this way. In, mm-hmm. in this day and age, you know, mm-hmm. and it almost takes you back, you know, to like 1950 that yeah. they thought it was so hilarious that this girl was terrified of this black doll. Okay. I'm getting upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was very upsetting. And what made, what, and 
I had to wonder, like, okay, did they give her that doll as a joke? Like, because they did they somehow know? I don't, and I don't know the situation. I don't know if they gave if it was like a true gift or was it a mm-hmm. joke. But the fact that they thought it was funny. Yeah, that made me so mad. And her reaction, I was mad before. I was just so <laughs> mad to see her reaction. And so this is what I want to say about this. This is why I bring this up. Because if for our listeners, you know, maybe you're listening and you're like, okay, well, I'm, I don't know what to do with this because I'm white, you know, like I, um, but here, and I, you know, like, because we are very much talking about it from the, a woman of color standpoint and, yeah. And for our kids and being intentional about exposing kids of color to people of color that are doing things so that they can see themselves being a doctor, being a physician's assistant, being an actor, whatever it is. That's very, very important. But on the other side, it's also very, very important that white children see it, too. So it's not just for kids of color. Um, And that video is a perfect example a white girl should not have that reaction to getting a black doll. Mm-hmm. And so I would say if you're a mom that's white, get your your kids to be playing. Our kids have to. Our kids have to. They don't have a choice. Yeah, you know? that's what I don't understand, too. It's like my daughter has had plenty of white. I had white dolls growing up. Like, it was hard to find a black doll. So why is it such horror for it to be the <laughs> other way around? Yeah, no, it's true. And so I just want to say, if you're white and you're listening, I want to give you a different perspective and understanding like, yeah, we didn't have a choice. I never had a brown doll. There were not, there weren't, there were black dolls and there were not many Mm -hmm. and there were white dolls, but there was no brown doll that there was nothing that really looked like me. And um, there was there were the closest I could get was either the black doll or the white doll with the brunette hair. And there wasn't even a lot of brunettes, but, um, you know, and so like, I have, I have a doll, my little cabbage patch doll. Her name is Sarah and she's white, blue eyes, white. (laughs) And, um, and, and that's all I had. That was my only, that was my only choice. And so, I just want you, if you're listening and you're not a woman of color, I really hope that you can look at it through our perspective and understanding of like, we didn't have that option. And even in 2020, our kids, the majority of the time, our kids are, it's why we have to still seek it out and look for it and, and hunt out. Uh, I've had a hard time finding a brown doll, a for my son like a boy so he actually plays with Sarah my doll (laughs) he has her and I've struggled with that to be honest but it's a sentimental thing to me because that was my doll and then I just look at it like well there you go there's a black man adopting a little white girl (laughs) so um so yeah Yeah. I don't know yeah um if you you guys don't want to start with dolls you can use books I know for me the only books I had with black peak characters in it were about like slavery and civil rights martin luther king like there weren't any like stories growing up thank goodness there are starting to be more nowadays but i think it's important for all kids of all races genders 
um, to have various books in their home library that are of different types of children, different stories, so that they don't have horrified experiences of opening a black doll on Christmas. So it's like trying to just, you know, make your children more aware of the different types of people in the world. Yes, absolutely. Books is a great, great suggestion. Get the books that have kids of color on there. And um, yeah, it's important. So, well, I enjoyed this conversation. Me too. I don't know if you have anything else before we go that you wanted to add. No. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so, well, thank you so much for talking about this with me. And thank you for listening in again. And we will be back. We, we have lots of great topics lined up still. Before you go, I have a challenge for you. As soon as this episode is over, while it's still fresh in your mind, I want you to take a few minutes to reflect on your world. And by that, I mean all of the various experiences that make up your daily life. From the music that you're listening to, to the books that you read, the shows and movies that you watch, the places that you go and visit on a regular basis in your city, the parks, the grocery store, the coffee shop, the school that your children attend, the neighborhood that you live in, your friends, and by that I truly mean your friends, not just acquaintances, the place that you worship at if you have a place of worship. I think you get the picture. All of those things that you do on a regular basis, that is your world. I want you to take a look at your world and then I want you to ask yourself this question. Is there representation in my world? And after you've honestly answered that question, then I want you to ask yourself, what can I do to bring more representation into my world in the next week? Now, I know some of these areas would take a lot longer than one week, but I know that there's something that you can do to add representation into your world. And you guys, I hope you understand after listening to today's episode that it is so important, not just for people of color or of other marginalized groups, but it's important for everyone. Representation matters. After you've done this exercise and you've come up with what you're going to do, we would love to hear about it. So connect with us on social media, on Instagram or Facebook, Mocha Mamas Podcast, or you can send us an email at hello at mochamamas.com. We would love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening to this episode, and we look forward to having another conversation with you next week.